tell your friends, the Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. Are you ready? LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max Show, where began today with the story that Meatloaf passed away. And I'm wow. you when you say Meatloaf and passed, it usually everybody's got a Meatloaf story in their family yeah. about one relative who just could not cook Meatloaf <laughs> so bad that you called it almost Beefloaf. You know that kind of thing. Okay, my granny, for example, Mark, my granny could not make Meatloaf. Oh no! Oh my gosh, my mother was awesome at Meatloaf hmm. and. Being from a, a a big family that was not financially well off, when it was meatloaf time, that was a good day in wow, our house for me. Yeah. I go to my granny's house and we're having meatloaf. I got so excited, man! Oh my gosh, me! Wow, one bite and I realized why my grandfather <laughs> ate out so much. Oh my <laughs> word, dude! It was oh, there was not enough ketchup. There was not enough ketchup, man. Oh. That's awful. Wow. Yeah. But I did realize how people eat raw oysters, you know, because I swallowed that meatloaf whole. I did it like I was taking medicine, man. (laughs) Yep. Oh, horrible. Oh, my granny was a nice lady, but wow, that beef loaf, whatever Mm. you want. Because I don't, you know, you call it meatloaf and I feel like, you know, you're kind of denigrating my memory of meatloaf. Right. Don't do that, granny. Because bless your heart, Granny. Maybe it was, I thought maybe it was me. But when I, I realized now when I told my pop, hey, we're having a meatloaf for dinner, you know, he was like, not happy. And I thought, that, now I get it, you know? Anyway. That's awesome. But meatloaf passed away yeah. at the age of 74. We'll get into more of that because, mm, you know, yeah. everybody's got a meatloaf story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in our generation, you do probably. You, mm. Yeah, probably a meatloaf story. Yeah, probably if so. But I bet if you're a Gen X or a Gen Z or a Gen I don't care, right. you probably don't even know who he is. Right, yeah. Meatloaf. Yeah. Meatloaf. Yeah. Isn't that what they serve up when, they, when they're running low on everything else and they throw it in a, in a thing and cook it in the oven and <laughs> meatloaf? No, yeah, this, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Sheldon didn't want meatloaf. It was too vague. He wanted beef loaf. That's right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we need to be more specific. What kind of meat is this? <laughs> <laughs> Which would explain your grandmother's meatloaf. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max show. And the meatloaf discussion continues because we talked about it just a minute ago. Yeah. Because meatloaf, meatloaf died yesterday. And, and because it does, we got into the food. And now I'm hungry, Mark. I got to be honest with you. I don't know if I'm going to make it all morning. So. You know, just saying. And you're blaming that on a meatloaf discussion? <laughs> I know. Yeah. You're always hungry. <laughs> I know. But thing is, not for just meatloaf. But, you know, interesting that I wouldn't order meatloaf in a restaurant. You were talking to me about the best yeah. places you, you've gone where they have meatloaf. And I, I haven't. I don't order. I I have grabbed a piece of meatloaf on a buffet. Right. Yeah. Because it looked interesting. Yeah. And tried it. And it was okay. Mm-hmm. But I've never actually ordered. You know, when I go to a restaurant, I don't explore the menu. I already know before I get there what I'm planning to eat. And right. as a matter of fact, if we're in the car and we're discussing, because I'm, <laughs> hey, where do you want to eat? And the girl's like, I don't care. Where do you want? Well, look, oh, I'm not picky. You guys are the ones that are picky. Okay, yeah. Hannah, I don't know what you can eat and when you can eat it. I don't know what you can do, LaDonna. So, Y'all pick a place. I'll figure out what I can eat there. Okay. But I need to know now because I don't want to read the menu. That is a losing proposition every time. Oh, every time. <laughs> it is. And it's like, so how about if we, you know what? Why don't we do this? We'll just go to the buffet. 
Mm. No, I don't want a buffet. I'm like, how can you not want the buffet? It's got everything. I mean, how do you not want that? I don't. You don't know what you're hungry, but you don't know what for. What it I is. say buffet, and you don't know. They don't want to choose. Is I, what it is. Right. Uh, so you can still look at the menu. I mean, I'll give you something to read and him and haul and go. I mean, I'm just. How do you sit at a table in a restaurant and read a freaking menu? I know. That's like. You go to McDonald's and don't know what you're going to order. Come on. <laughs> that, We're back but to does that. Yeah. Yes, but you know what? When I first heard that, I, I remember the first time I heard John Panette's comedy routine when he started talking about that, uh-huh. I turned it off. Because I live that every time, every with because LaDonna has to read the menu. She goes, well, maybe they have something new. Really? You've been coming you here since you were a child new. and you don't know yes. what's on that menu. Oh, yeah. Maybe something new that you just have to try uh-huh. at McDonald's. Yeah, uh-huh. at any place they all have the same stuff. You're not going to go to Applebee's and order the Lone Star Steak Special. Right. You're not going to go to Wendy's and order the fillet of fish. You know, you know where you're going, and you're not going to order a, order a Whopper at Taco Bell. Right? Yeah. I mean, come on. You know, you even know. Mm-hmm. If I go to this chicken place, I will order this. If I go to that one, I'm right. ordering this. We already know. How do you, why? Mm-hmm. You know what? I think they should get rid of the signs that tell you what they have. It's like the, you know, the sign should be replaced. If you don't know, leave. <laughs> radio.fm it is the mark and mac show and mark straight out of the box when i saw the story about the a weird al yankovic is yeah. getting a biopic and two daniel ratcliffe harry potter is gonna play him all i could think of is i bet mark's freaking out about this <laughs> i thought well when i saw who that that daniel radcliffe is going to going to be weird al in the movie i thought yeah how's he gonna pull that off i but he's <laughs> been he's been doing some stuff lately he's been the bad guy in a couple of movies he's been you know he's got the beard let's see wasn't he in one of those now you see me um yeah, the, the, yeah. the sequel yeah he was the the baddie in that one i think right so Played michael kane's long lost son yeah well we're getting a biopic um a look back on the life and times of parody artist comedian extraordinaire and national treasure I don't know if I go that far. Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> featuring Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. Weird, mm-hmm. the Al yeah. Yankovic story, promises to hold nothing back in portraying the five-decade spanning career of its subject, according to the film's official release statement. Written by Yankovic and Funny or Die alum, um, alum Eric Apple, who also serves as the movie's director. The upcoming biopic says it will take audiences on a truly unbelievable journey through Yankovic's life and career from gifted child prodigy. Yeah, Yankovic wrote it. To yeah. the... <laughs> no, he was. He actually, he actually was. I think he graduated high school at 15. Right, yeah. Um, from there to the greatest musical legend of all time. Yeah, he wrote it. Uh, (laughs) While exploring every facet of Yankovic's life, from his meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon. Were those actually early hits? Because he had, well, I guess they were when you think about it. On to his uh, torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. I didn't well, know anything about oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he's... Yeah, okay. Um, that You can tell this is a parody of a press release because Al yes. Yankovic is... He doesn't smoke. He doesn't right. drink. He doesn't do any right. of those things. Right. He actually is... He's a good guy yeah. who graduated high school very early and 
it's like his, <laughs> he used to, his school was right across the street from his house and he used to, his mom used to watch. She would sit at the big window looking out at the schoolyard to make sure that nobody picked on him or nobody, wow. you know, that he didn't get any trouble. Yeah. I sit there staring all day. That's what he grew up as. But uh, I, I remember weird Al Yankovic, um, on, uh, what was it? Tom Snyder, the tomorrow show. You remember that? Yeah. That Tom Snyder. Okay. Uh-huh. He was on there and did a song called another one rides the bus. Yes. And it was about another uh, one bites the dust. Another and one it, rides yeah. the bus. Yep. Yep. That was the first one I remember him playing, and it was a, a an accordion, and uh-huh. it was you know his instrument, and the accordion case was the drums, you yep. know. And yep. anyway, he has been a very talented guy. He, I remember the, oh, I remember the press conference when he announced he was doing the movie UHF. Uh-huh. When he said it's going to be like Purple Rain, except we're going to be intentionally funny, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yikes. So, now, he yeah. started out like on a local radio show in the L.A. area, Dr. Demento, right? Yeah. And uh, he used to send him cassette tapes of his songs. Mm-hmm. And that's how yep. he started getting publicity. And Well, he did a uh, radio show in college. Yeah. Um, he actually was in college to be an architect. And uh, all the fact that I know this is nuts. <laughs> but, you know, eh. today's National DJ Day, so we can tell this. Weird Al Yankovic started out as a radio DJ. Hello. And it was really, he got access to the equipment to record stuff in the bathroom kind of thing. You know? uh, but yeah. anyway, it, well, you know what? We won't tell you anything else. You can either go watch the Behind the Music. Actually, here's your homework assignment. Watch Meatloaf's <laughs> Behind the Music and then watch Weird Al Yankovic Behind the Music. Wow. He does a really incredible job with those things. It's really amazing. Hmm. It, I, it is to me anyway. I yeah. mean, it's, there's a whole lot more to it than just, it's like Ray Stevens, you know, wasn't a parody singer as much as an entertainer. Yes. Weird Al Yankovic is an entertainer. He just has a really odd bent to it all. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's somebody I'd like to see live sometime. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show where every day's a party, every meal's a feast. It's just like Mardi Gras without the beads. Uh, we've got our daily uh, Bible reading right there online starting from going. It's, it's the entire Bible in a year. Now, I know we're already three weeks into the new year. Yeah. But, you know, you've, you've got choices how you want to join us. You can pick up with today and start reading, you know, January 21st or start at the beginning and catch up. There you go. It's not wow. that big of a deal in yeah. terms of catching up. But. I will tell you, and it, Mark and I, we've joked about New Year's resolutions and things, yeah. and that was one of those things that for many years, this is the year I'm going to read the Bible cover to cover, and I've just never done it until the reading the Bible in a year for me helped. So yeah. I encourage you, you to go. join us. It's fun. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that one. If we gave you the That's assignment right. yeah. of watching you know, YouTube <laughs> videos or something like that, eh. that'd be one thing. That's right. Reading the Bible through in a year, you better jump on that. Yeah. All did right. You know, so I Mark, saw this. This popped up, by the way, just as a sidebar. I did. I this popped up on Facebook this morning from our buddy James Spann, the meteorologist. On this date in 1985, Birmingham woke up to temperatures below zero. Wow. It was ne- It was minus six on this wow. date in 1985. Man, that's I thought a bad day. I thought 26 was cold, which is what it is right yeah, now. Yeah, really. You know, but minus six, minus six. It was minus 11 in Huntsville, Muscle Shoals. And mm-hmm. I, I remember those days. He, he posted this yesterday, too. It was like minus five yesterday back in 1985. And I remember those days. And I remember us. I think schools were closed. I mean, pipes frozen, things like that. 
And I remember us getting out for some reason that day and how incredibly bitterly cold it was. And we, we went to some Mexican restaurant, which seems to be the only kind we can settle on when we go out to do anything. (laughs) Right. We went to this Mexican restaurant over off of green Springs highway and sat in there bundled up in our in our coats and everything inside the restaurant because it was so stinking cold. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Six below had to go out in it. Yeah six below well maybe your mom yeah she was thinking oh i guess you, you were was, married you and jane was me and jane, and, me and jane, jane and were married. yeah oh oh wow <laughs> yeah god really <laughs> yes see i just i you when you start talking about the mid 80s i i have some problems there um <laughs> oh that's unless true there's yeah. a newspaper article or something like that <laughs> i kind of receipts so you can build a trail yeah mm. yeah me and danny bonaduce get together every now and again and compare notes <laughs> i can't read mine either you know <laughs> Mm. minus six yeah. i just minus six i can't i mean was there like a warning i mean did span you know did I, they come I on seem, tv and I warn seem remember say yeah there was a big cold wave coming i do remember that. yeah uh, okay uh, january wow. 21st 1985 record cold across the south it was in the papers wow wow mm, yeah so it wasn't so much a prediction as a report <laughs> yeah <laughs> by the way it's cold today <laughs> day <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and a little while ago when we were mark was bringing up that today is the uh, day where what in 1985 yeah you woke up and it was minus six degrees mm-hmm. in birmingham alabama yeah a lot of people were on power that day yeah and we had been talking before the show just about going out to eat and stuff like that and eating mexican or whatever but you and jane went out to eat that day and you couldn't remember why and i'm thinking leaving the house on a day like that yeah, you know yeah on a freezing is a it's not something i would look forward to doing if right. i could avoid it yeah but so i'm, I'm reading then, through the, yeah i'm reading through the comments below span's post on facebook and i see people yeah but lots of people without a power were without power ding oh yeah our power was off uh-huh. <laughs> we decided yeah, to get out of that go. we got out of the house in the car where there was a heater that worked you know <laughs> man how funny yeah. in a bad way yes man that's how it's we just ended funny up at, how things go it's how we ended up at a mexican restaurant where they seated seated us 20 feet right. from the door <laughs> we had to sit there in yeah. our coats to eat because we were freezing minus six yeah man it, i mean it wasn't minus six all day right i mean no it, no it no warm it, up. it did warm it, up a, a yeah. bit but still minus six but did, you know we have even though you know living in the south you don't really have we we do have winter i mean yes. it's not like we don't it's just we have a winter where traditionally um we don't have a month of temperatures below freezing you know and some right. places do yeah and so we we joke about it because in alabama you can have temperatures in december january february that are in the 70s mm-hmm. followed by a week of snow i mean we have had yeah. that and and temperatures seems in the teens. like that is what we did yeah. yes yeah. we do get it mm-hmm. when thankfully we do we get it just enough to complain about it you know <laughs> yes that's about it that's why i and joke then, about having all summer, four seasons in a week <laughs> right and that you know during the summer of course but you know we have had days and i remember goodness it was 2007 i think where we had an entire summer where like we had 60 days above a hundred, you know, wow. and with the humidity always in the nineties, you know, mm. it, it, yeah. Summers can be a little sticky, but not as bad as other places. Like True. I didn't realize how bad Houston was for humidity oh. until I'm um, oh. watching the super fat show that oh, I watch, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. the, um, my 600 pound life yes. because Dr. Nazarden, his office is in Houston and think about it. 
you're a little chubby. You're you're chubby enough that they do TV shows chronicling your life, you know, your your weight loss journey right. to get below 600 pounds kind of thing. And I'm thinking of all the places, you know, that you'd want to go that you, when you when you were out three, you know, big towels just wiping yourself off in the middle of the day, not because you took a shower. I mean, you know, this is a tough place to live for a large person. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You talk about Boy. your run on talcum powder. Well, oh, oh, dude, the thing, you know, one thing about that show, and I'm going to move on because if I get talking about it, I feel bad for people that get to that point because they really have got a food addiction. Okay. Yeah. They, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, a food like, okay, uh, if you're an alcoholic, yes, alcohol is readily available in just about every retail establishment. You right, know, you yeah. can find alcohol and it's legal if you're over a certain age. Right. But and, you know, still, though, it, it is something that you can live without. If you've got a food addiction, you yeah. know, and, and that has really become your coping mechanism, um, you have to eat. It's not like you can just eliminate this from your life and go to a meeting and move on. You still have to eat mm. and you still crave certain things. I can't. I'm, I, and having gone through the weight loss issue from time to time, Mark and I both have, it really can be grating when you're sitting there eating another bowl of ice cream knowing this ain't the right thing right. you know yeah true but anyway ah so we go from minus six to 600 pounds there you go it's a six day <laughs> that's what we'll call it i was gonna say the six dot dot day but i'm not going to <laughs> yeah, probably wise but i will be watching church lady episodes from snl <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and max show and uh, we appreciate you joining us every day we ask if you have some time during the day on uh, social media just to share something about liferadio.fm uh, the mark and max show whatever you know just remember you're the first line of marketing and we yeah. appreciate you uh, retired staten island ferry boat okay mm -hmm. i'm wondering if this ferry boat just got so tired it started popping rivets <laughs> Or if somebody else said, it's time for you to retire, we're, we're sending you out to the, you know, shipyard version of the glue factory. That's right. It's sitting out in the shipyard collecting its social security checks, <laughs> dreaming of oh, all the things. Remember when did. you were a kid and somebody would tell you to hold your tongue and say something, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. 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 You remember that about the yeah. shipyard? Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, boy. And yeah, that was a good one. Kids, okay. Kids, don't try this at home. Well, a former... No, you'll get in trouble. <laughs> yes, you will. A former Staten Island ferry boat is up for auction at a reduced price after being retired in the summer because of mechanical issues. There's your popped rivets, buddy. Yeah. The New York City Department of Citywide Administrative Services listed the boat, the John F. Kennedy, on auction, uh, the auction website, Public Surplus, after it failed to sell for their asking price of $250,000. The auction started at the reduced price of $125,000. What a bargain. Yikes. The uh, John yeah. F. Kennedy spent about 50 years in service, shut uh, shuttling commuters between Staten Island and Manhattan. It was retired from service back in August. The auction listing state, states that the boat, which is currently inoperable due to mechanical issues, is being sold as is and where is. 
Okay, you so know, you're going to have you to not only move it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. So mechanical, you're dealing with obviously a motor problem that was too expensive to fix. Okay, yeah, on it, but it's 50 years old. Chances are that it couldn't hold anybody else. You know, we're done. <laughs> 50 years is a long time. It is a long time, but there are boats out there that are well over 50 years old. They just have to be taken. Would you care feel of comfortable them. taking a cruise on one of those? Mm, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, <laughs> let, let's put it this way. If it was my boat, it was over 50 years old, it was my boat. Let's say I inherited inherited an old boat and I, I keep it up. I wouldn't have any problem at all because I know I've taken care of it, right? But somebody else's, I'm not mm-hmm. so sure about. You don't know what they've done or not done. <laughs> well, we know this one was uh, using, you know, tracing people all across the bay for 50 years, and yeah. now they're selling it. They wanted a quarter of a million dollars. Now couldn't get that, so... Starting to half price. How about how about this? How about you buy it? You uh you I mean you're you're spending one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars on it. It's cheaper than buying a house, right? So you buy mm-hmm. it, you convert it into a residence, and you live in it. And well, there you go. And there you go. You have a houseboat that you can go anywhere in. Mm-hmm. I like this idea. Marky's Ark. Hey, I got to go to the bank. Marky's Arky. There you go. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and uh you know every day we do the daily podcast and i'm I'm giving you the heads up mark is taking off next week they're headed to disney we might have some updates from you if you're up and you feel like doing it no no pressure you know you don't have to but we will miss you while you're gone but there won't be a podcast uh because that would just require way too much effort i yeah and it's you know i i could just see the response from the people in the next hotel room (laughs) if <laughs> they'd oh. be knocking on my door would you please cut uh-huh. down the racket in there all the chatter and the laughing would you please stop we we were gonna sleep late today you know <laughs> no. and if and if i do it by myself i'm gonna be honest with you mark is such a great way of keeping me from getting in trouble that yikes man i i just you know when i know you take, better you know when you take the kids bowling and you put the bumpers up <laughs> yeah i am the bumpers <laughs> Mark the bumper rail. <laughs> All right. Oh man. So Mark, Spider Man art, uh, which yes. I'm gonna be honest with you, Spider Man art means a cartoon drawing, right? Is that what we're dealing with? Spider Man art correct. from 1984. You are correct. Okay. Sir, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's uh, that's art, right? That is art. Because well, I mean, well, just like the books, the bound up books with comic book material in them are graphic novels. So yeah, you, you make the terms mean what you want them to mean. Apparently. Auction House Heritage Auctions says a Marvel comic. Wait a minute. Space, yes. <laughs> Binary folks. Spider-Man? Hmm. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> who assigned him that gender at birth? Who can say what that is? I mean, that's his own identity. <laughs> Auction House. Spider it? <laughs> Heritage Auctions says a Spider they. <laughs> spider them. Spider he, she, they. Um. Jim. <laughs> That's it. Auction House Heritage Auctions says a Marvel Comics page featuring the first appearance of Spider-Man's iconic black costume sold for a record-breaking $3.36 million. The original artwork by Mike Zack, which became page 25 of Secret Wars number 8 back in 1984. That's just a year before it got so cold here. Is now the world's wow. most va- valuable page of original comic book artwork. 
the page. You know, when you pointed out that that is 1984 mm-hmm. and the next year, you know, minus six, you know, I'm mm-hmm. thinking, okay, this came out and hell froze over. There you go. <laughs> the page featured mm-hmm. the first appearance of Spider-Man's black costume. It was an alien symbiote who went on to form half of the villain and sometimes anti-hero Venom. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Manar- uh, Manarino, that's it, Joe Manarino, Heritage Auctions New York Director of Comics and Comic Art, said in the news release, we could not be happier, especially for our con- uh, co-signer, our consigner, what is that word, who bought the art in the sa- in the late uh, 80s and treasured these pages ever since. Uh, the results prove that we've long, what we've long been saying, comic book art is as beloved and valuable as anything put on canvas. <laughs> yeah, I suddenly that, I suddenly I want to sell the Renoir and uh, buy the <laughs> buy yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. Heritage said Spider Man wow. already was the star of the most expensive comic book ever sold. After a copy of Amazing Fantasy number fifteen, the web slinging hero's first appearance sold for three point six million dollars last year. Wow. You know they talk about the iconic black Spider Man outfit. Mm-hmm. I thought it was red and blue. Yeah, it is red and blue, but there was that that black outfit. That was the first time that thing appeared, and it it ended up becoming, like they mm-hmm. said, uh, uh, Venom. Okay, you know the character Venom. I, you know what? I missed that day in dork school because yeah. I was taking my Dungeons and Dragons class. That's what happened. I remember yeah, now. I I only know about Venom. I actually didn't know anything about Venom until the movie came out, and then I, you know, it was that, and then I didn't watch the movie until it was available for home, you know, home viewing. And I watched it and went, okay. So, can I get that couple hours back? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac show. And uh, Mark thought he was going to skip through this birthday day without oh, you know no. being cracked on. Well, I was going to save it for next week and do a whole birthday week thing about you taking the week off or being, you know, whatever. But yeah, (laughs) actually, you know, what made me think of is (laughs) we're talking Mexican food and everything else. And uh, the other Braylon now thinks it's funny wherever he goes to tell if we're eating, tell the wait staff, hey, it's his birthday. It's Papa's birthday. I'm like, dude, I. Yeah, he thinks it's because he can come out and sing a song or whatever, you know? Yes. And I'm like, dude, don't do that. Papa, you know, I, I wanted, no. I, you know, you can't make him understand. I don't celebrate my birthday. Come on, you know? It's like, so picking me out of the hat to uh-huh. be the guy, it's like goes right. against everything. And it's like, I, and then, of course, Ludon's like, Dave, come on. He's, mm-hmm. he's your grandson and he's cute and it's funny. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, make him understand something here, right. you know? Yeah. <laughs> And make him understand that if he wants to be relive to be a ripe old age of oh yeah. seven, he won't do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, yeah, this is <laughs> well. Uh, I'm the same way. I don't. So, I don't if somebody um, pulls that thing on me, where the, like if you go out and eat Mexican, they come out singing and put the Mexican hat on you and bear oh, yeah. all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, somebody's not making it home. Trust me. Yep. <laughs> don't put that sombrero on my hat. I know where it's been. <laughs> Yeah, it hasn't been hanging up there the whole time. I saw it on that guy's head, on that guy's head, and that over there. I'm not sure if it's a boy, girl, or what that is, but it was on that head, too. And I don't want it. You know, because those things are hard. You know, they put that straw sombrero on your head and start singing. And, you know, you think about all the different songs, you know, happy, happy birthday. And you're going, ay, ay, ay. Ay, caramba. (laughs) The Mark and Mac Show. 
liferadio.fm. Mark and Mac show where Ford is making something to monitor your car. Yeah. With a camera. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Ford and ADT, that home security company, they're uh-huh. working jointly on something called Canopy. Not to be confused with what they serve at fancy you know, garden parties, canopy mm-hmm. that okay. will eventually let you monitor your car remotely in a promotional video. A potential thief scopes out items in the open truck bed of a carpenter who from afar is able to watch the thief look in his truck bed, eyeing power equipment to potentially steal. The carpenter is then able to press his screen and say, Hey, get away from my truck, <clears throat> which is sent to a speaker on the truck. Some lights are also activated spooked. The potential thief walks away and the carpenter grins, having averted a possible theft with canopy. (laughs) Okay. So pretty much it's like a ring doorbell alarm for your car. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, hmm. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Are you like me? Are you thinking about the ways that government could tap into this and use it against you? (laughs) Yeah, that was my first thought. I'm like, really? I mean, and, I, and you're humming and hawing, trying to think of some other way to talk about it, but because you don't want to go there. But but that's what it's you gotta think. Be something else. <laughs> yes. They can't do it. I. Oh, you know this is how it comes to an end. It's like not with a big bang, but a shrug. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bug. It's a feature, friends. <laughs> they're they're right. watching every move you make. <laughs> and every breath you take. <sighs> They'll be watching you. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac show. And it is Mark's birthday today. Going to rub that in for a little while. But at, at a certain age, you know, it's like you should be able to take time off from the time you hit double digits. Okay. Yeah. You think about it. After about the age of 10, there's only a couple birthdays that mean much. One is when you're 16 and you get your driver's license, yeah. if you do. Uh, the other used to be 18, you know, because that opened you up to most of the adult things in this world. But now you got to be 21 for just about everything. So I don't even know if, I mean, I know you can vote at 18, but mm, yeah. you know, you don't have to be a citizen anymore to vote in a lot of areas. So what does that matter? But anyway, <laughs> I was going to say it depends so, on where you are. Yes. <laughs> so it was 16, 18 and 21 and then 65. That's another one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think you know, since so many people make it to their 80s, I don't think 80 is the big one that it used to be, but I do think 90 still is, you know? Mm, wow. So, having really watched, and truly, having after a, 21. Having watched a lot of Sanford and Son, I'm not real happy with that term, the big one. So, let's, let's not use that again, okay? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Here I come, Elizabeth. Okay, I'm coming, Esther. What was her name? Elizabeth. Here I come, yeah. Elizabeth. It's the big yeah. one. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And having having today crossed that that one before the big one, I, I yeah. Let's not refer to the bless big your one. heart. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, wow. I'm just I'm sitting here kind of in awe that oh, you know yeah, yeah. Uh, when you're yeah well when you're young you say you know what I I'm gonna die before I'm thirty and bury a good looking corpse and I'm thinking okay so you're gonna hire somebody to die for you because you're a <laughs> ugly man that kind of thing but yes. it's like you know I I'm I remember. Th- you know, people joke, I ain't going to make it to 30. Yeah, right. Right. And then you do, and you, you never really, I mean, most of us don't plan, you know. It's just, you wake up and realize, I'm on the back nine, <laughs> and the clubhouse is awful close. <laughs> and what have I really done, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of depressing. Yeah. 
Yeah, so far you're making it a really great birthday. Thanks. But you've still got time. you still got time. As a matter of fact, now that you're old, you got more time because you don't have to do anything now. Now you're old enough to say, I, I really do want to sit on my uh, couch. Recliner. And, yeah. and just do nothing all day. Yeah. And you're like, but how is that different from every weekend for the past 50 years? <laughs> every day is the weekend now. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> like that after college, you know, when you yeah. realize that. Then you, you, know, you live your life like that and you end up in a meeting sitting around with my name is Dave. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what do you have to look forward to? I mean, it's almost like, you, you know, at a certain point, you know, you do reach a certain age. Where you've protected yourself against bad decisions and all that your whole life. Yeah. And and you realize, well, I never made that much money because I never had the guts to really try anything. Mm. I just worked on a salary and now I'm left with this. So what do I do now? I'll be a Walmart greeter. Oh, we're headed down the Walmart way. You ever wonder why those guys end up there? That's why. And if you've ever wondered why I don't talk about my birthday, now you know. liveradio.fm mark and mac show and you know a couple of things we joked around about it's your birthday today but uh national dj day actually was yesterday but right, because yeah. it seems like such a silly thing you know it it's does, like doesn't it you know it, every day is a special day for somebody mm-hmm. and yeah it just it, anyway so if it's not for facebook i wouldn't even known that we had a national dj yeah, day you know me either and i saw it i started it started uh, it started popping up late yesterday afternoon i started seeing my my radio friends <laughs> apparently yeah. after they got off of work went oh it's national dj day and so right. they start posting about it yeah <laughs> right the thing that really that Boy, this is going to sound bad, but I don't even care. Yeah. The ones that cracked me up are the guys who really weren't very good, didn't mm-hmm. last that long, but they talk about how they were. It's kind of like somebody who's gone to county jail, and they equate that to like a 10-year sentence in prison. <laughs> big difference. It's a big difference from being a part-time weekender at an AM radio station when you were 18 yeah. you know, and spending a career trying to make a living at it. Yeah, yeah, there is a big difference. But then, and but then, you know, I, I don't, you know, there's always those people that have the pictures too, that take pictures with celebrities. Yeah. I was never one to do that. Yeah. I had one guy I hired one time and he did, and he had pictures of, of all these celebrities back in the days before digital, you know, and you'd print them out and he had them all framed and they were in his office. And I remember going in there and it was like walking into, you know, like the hall of shame or something because <laughs> this guy was a troll and he's back there, you know, but he was a radio troll, which is not uncommon. Mm, and yeah. uh, so he's got these you know poses with all these really famous people and you know it was impressive you know but then i thought well i've done the same thing but i don't i i just am not that hip to getting you know pictures and autographs and stuff and i do kind of regret not doing that i i think that would be kind of cool i wish i had done that during my career Mm. you know i there have been times and you and i've been involved together at various things and we have met we have met a lot oh, yeah. of people, a lot of people. Yep. And I don't remember one time having a picture made with anybody, except no. unless they came to the studio and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, say, let's get a picture yeah. with you. Like, uh, 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 oh, now I can't remember. There was a comic. Okay. But we had one made with Pauly Shore. I remember that. And then there was another guy, the guy who told us a story about playing golf on, on uh, Bob Hope's backyard in his private course. Remember? And I can't remember mm-hmm. that guy. Cho, Cho, Henry Cho. And um, yeah. we had pictures made with Henry Cho and Paulie Shore, but I don't remember having pictures made with pretty much anybody else. 
And we have, we spent some, I mean, we, we got to oh, spend yeah. time backstage with John Tesh. We've got, uh, we've got, yeah. you know, we've spent time around a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane and I got, actually got to <clears throat> walk Amy Grant to her bus one night and then uh, and just, we, yeah. we chit chatted about just life, you know, but we, yeah. that was more important to us. Just hanging with Amy Grant and, and chatting with her about life was more important than saying, oh, can we take a picture? You know, it was, right. that was more important than, than that, mm-hmm. that taking a picture thing. So I don't really have mm-hmm. any pictures either, except for those two with us, with uh, with Henry wow. Cho, who was a great visit. He was a great guy. And then there was Paulie Shore, who was pretty much the opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Save it for the show, man. Yeah. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, we appreciate you listening every day. We really do. Not making light of it. We have a daily podcast. Mm-hmm. You can get that. Um, of course, you know, the show, the station is on all day at uh, liferadio.fm, just music back to back. And mm-hmm. hopefully you're enjoying it and telling friends. Yeah. Um, there was a story that popped up, Mark, and I, I have to be honest with you. I remember back in the nineties, um, there was a trend I, I'm assuming it still goes on to this day. Okay. I don't know, but there was this thing that happened where I was living, where the police were having trouble cracking down on uh, drug addicts for the most part that were stealing meat from grocery stores Hmm. and then taking the meat and selling it to in these senior areas that had a lot of senior citizens, uh, at half price. So the senior was getting, you know, ribeyes and whatever for, you know, a $10 ribeye for five bucks and they were happy about it. And you know, the drug addicts got high for a couple hours. So it was a real big deal, but the way they would do it, because I remember thinking, well, how do you steal meat? I mean, really yeah. think about the shape and the coldness and whatever. How do you steal meat? Yeah. And it really is as simple as putting it down your pants. It really is. And I thought, okay, what else can one, if you want to steal, what else can you stuff down your pants? Now, it's not like I sit there at night, you know, going, hmm, instead of counting sheep, I'm thinking of all the wild and wondrous things you can cram down your pants to steal but (laughs) it has come up on occasion it has so when there's a headline that says man allegedly stole blank Mm -hmm. by hiding it in his pants yeah i have to know the rest of the story well police are searching for a man who they they say stole an eight thousand dollar guitar from a music store north of toronto last month by hiding it down his pants In a news release issued Wednesday, investigators said they were made aware of the alleged theft on December 30th by a a Richmond Hill music store. According to investigators, 10 days before the police report was filed, an unknown male entered the music store and stole a guitar by hiding it down his pants. The guitar, a Gibson Custom Shop 60th Anniversary 59 Les Paul Standard Electric Guitar, is valued at approximately $8,000. Police said the man then fled the area in a vehicle being driven by a second male suspect. Images of both suspects have been released by the police, as well as surveillance video, which appears to show one of the men in the music store playing the guitar before he shoves it down his pants and covers the body of the instrument with his sweater. The suspects are described Mm -hmm. by police as being white men in their 20s. The man who appeared to hide the guitar in his clothing was wearing, quote, extremely large baggy pants end quote at the time of the incident wait a minute he came into the store with baggy pants they were not so baggy when he left exactly and he's walking Yikes. very stiff-legged right. <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm just trying to figure out okay so you got an eight thousand dollar guitar that people can just touch 
Okay, that's right. kind of disgusting because yeah. all the grease and oil from their fingers and whatever else they've got on them, there you go. That's $8,000. I'm thinking this thing should be where people just can't grab it and give it a try. Right, you know? yeah. Yeah, that's I'm just thinking that, but yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know. Eight thousand dollar guitar hanging in the in the rack for just anybody to pick up and play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, well, yeah. I guess if if the eight thousand dollar guitar is hanging next to a twenty five thousand dollar guitar, you know, yeah. OK, I get it. But still, but I dare say that's not happening. That's kind of like a jewelry store actually having the real gems out on display. Sure. You're going to do. that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But they're a little easier to hide. You know, than <laughs> yes, a that's true. <laughs> I mean, are we dealing with Ray Charles and Ronnie Millsap working in this store that they it's, couldn't tell? Oh, it's I their mean, music store from the Blues Brothers. <laughs> That's what it is. There you go. LifeRadio.fm, <laughs> the Mark and Mac show. And many, many uh, stores now, retail establishments, have a self-checkout line. I, I, I think I told you the other day there's one a Dollar General that actually has a self-checkout line. Yeah. Which... You know, Dollar General, use, their employees multitask. I mean, we've talked about how you can actually stand there at the register for several minutes waiting, you mm-hmm. know, for yeah. a Dollar General employee yeah, for somebody to, to notice you the store to ring money. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they've got a self-checkout thing, which you talk about the honor system, man, because, oh, yeah. you know, you're, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I've often Walmart wondered how it is at Walmart that uh, Dollar General stays in business because why their shelves aren't stripped empty, you know, <laughs> because yeah, there's never anybody <laughs> at the register when you go in. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Walmart, actually, there's a, uh, a TikToker, a former Walmart employee that uh, has some insight onto their yeah. self-checkout area. Yeah, uh, he's, he's revealing how the store monitors their self-checkout registers for stealing. When you think about it, you, we joke about the honor system. I've often wondered why is it that people don't just walk through that, scan one or two items, and walk out with the rest. Well, apparently it does happen. And the TikToker named Athenia said uh, that Walmart employees carry what they call TC devices that enable them to see all customers' purchases at the self-checkout registers. The devices allow employees to see individual items and how much they each cost, as well as customers' total charges. With these devices, employees apparently have the option to pause a customer's self-checkout register and pretend like there's something wrong with the machine if the employee suspects that the customer is stealing. On the TC device, there is a simple button to pause transaction. From the customer perspective, though, the self-checkout register screen will either freeze or show an error message. Then the customer can't scan any more items. Athenia says, quote, at that point, you have no choice but to call for help. And once we come over, we pretend like something is wrong with the machine. <laughs> wow. That's actually pretty stinking okay. clever. Yeah. Do you think it's true? Um, I don't know. But I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it were. Yeah. No, I think you're right. It's very clever. I'm just wondering. Hmm. If they have little devices that can tell you everything that's in there and how much it costs, why does it take so long to check out? Come on. What I'm thinking now is how many times have I had to get help at the self-checkout and why? Oh, (laughs) yeah. I think they think the old guy's stealing stuff. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny, Mark, the other day, this is, well, I think two weeks ago, we were, uh, LaDonna wanted a specific type of, um, cream of wheat. And gone to a couple of different stores, and it was pushing. It was about fifteen minutes before closing time, hmm. at night. Yeah, it was on a weekend, 
And you know, when I've been in a car riding around for a while, my, it takes a little while oh. for my back to kind of get back to normal. So uh, yeah. I walk, I walk with a limp anyway. And it's a little more exaggerated when I first get up out of the car, but it was cold and rainy and maybe snowy. I don't know. I was in Alabama. What do you think? In January. <laughs> so I get out and I go into this store and it, like I said, it was close to closing and I, I probably did look like, you know, I like I was looking for a place to curl up and either go to sleep or die. And I, I walk in and I go straight to the aisle. Like I figure out what aisle I need to go down. Okay. Now I realize as I've gone down this aisle that a gentleman has followed me specifically followed me from where he was talking to somebody at the front to now following me down this aisle, which was not, it was a specific aisle in the store. And I'm like, Hey, in my head, I'm like, this is the, the undercover store security, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, why is he following me? Okay. I, I, and I still, he, but that's what he was doing. He really did. I walked in, I found exactly what I was looking for and got it. Now there was a younger woman. Um, I, I say younger, she was, you know, 30 ish yeah. in the aisle picking up her, you know, food. And I get the items that I was there. They were, I was getting a specific thing, got two boxes of it and I was walking out. And I'm thinking, I'm going to follow this guy with my peripheral vision. I'm not going to point, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. But I'm like, this guy really was. And I'm going to be honest, I did think, looking at him, this is a younger fella, certainly, but he's a bit pudgy. I think if I wanted to get away, even though I'm old and broken down, I believe I could take him in a fair fight. I think I could take him, you know. I'm thinking, if I really did want to steal this cream of wheat, the whole two boxes of it, it I don't think he could catch me, you know? <laughs> you know what's but, going through my mind? If if that had happened what? to me, and this will, this is what I will do if I ever suspect that's going on, from now on, I will walk that guy all over the store. I mean, oh, dude. I'm going to carry my one yeah. little item that I've bought, and I'm going to look at everything on mm. every shelf in the store. I'm going to make him wow. follow me everywhere. <laughs> oh. And then I'm going to do a I lap do of the outside edge of the store <laughs> and then crisscross Man. every aisle again. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to make that I guy would, ask me, can I help you find something? <laughs> yeah, I would do a little crop dusting on it. That'd be about it because I was done, you know. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. And, you know, we talk about being uh, living in the southeastern part of the U.S. in general, Alabama specifically. And there are certain things that we have here uh, that you might not have where you are. I'll give you an example. Pinkberry. I've heard of Pinkberry mentioned in movies and things like that. It's been a punchline for a lot of them, but I've never actually seen a Pinkberry. Do we have them in Alabama, Mark? Never heard of it until you just said the word. Okay. I, know what you, I don't well, know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, it's a frozen yogurt thing. But okay. anyway, look it up. You'll understand what I'm talking about. All right. The, I heard it was in Horrible Bosses too. When Jamie Foxx's character is telling the three amigos, you know, hey, you know, I want to own a, I've, I want to own a Pinkberry anyway. But the other one is White Castle. We have Crystal down here, right? It's just and pretty much the same that, thing, yeah. Yeah, White Castle and Crystal sell. They both sell the the small. They well, they if they were invented now, they'd be called sliders. But yeah, they were invented back in the day. Just a small square hamburger. That the only time you really think of eating these things is when you're on the way home from a night out with the friends it's late 
and you need some food, and it that's the only time it really sounds good, okay? Yeah, because if you're not, but in it that, isn't yeah, good. Yeah, if you're not in that condition, then you under you remember. Oh yeah, I call those gut grenades yeah. for a reason, you know? <laughs> yeah, that boy. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, I remember the oh. day when my dad uh, w- went to Crystal. There was one Crystal Hamburgers. Uh, it was, and you know this area. It was, it was like in the East Lake area he's like heading into birmingham and that was the only crystal yeah. that there was and oh. at the at one end of a porto madrid boulevard and i and yeah. well, that's where we went and you could get an entire sack a, a like a small grocery sack full of crystals for like five dollars mm-hmm. yeah and, and that was too much and yeah that might have been too much and now that'll mm-hmm. get you that'll get you maybe two crystals yeah. you know <laughs> yeah but yeah but they still have the same I, effect bring that up because yeah. Yes, it does. It's like, you know what? You don't need anything. You do not need to go down the medicine all aisle to loosen things up. No. Hit the crystal. And That's crystal right. and White Castle, very similar. Exactly. So, well, if you were... Re- I only said because White Castle says... There you go. Yeah, White Castle is uh, has some bad news for anybody who was relying on them to provide a romantic atmosphere for Valentine's Day this meal th- this year for a meal this year. The burger chain says its annual fine dining uh, experience at selected restaurants, which includes reservations, table service, and plenty of Valentine themed decorations, it's been called off due to the nationwide surge in COVID cases. The company says it was a tough decision to pause the tradition which has been going on since 1991. Last year, the company took reservations for Valentine's Day meals, but they made it an outdoor event based on old-fashioned drive-ins with car hop service. But no mm-hmm. Valentine experience from White Castle this year. Wow. I mean, you think about it, they could be contributing to saving thousands of lives. I mean, <laughs> not, not from COVID, but from eating White Castle. <laughs> there you go. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show winding things down for mark's birthday getting ready for the week off remember when um oh there was a guy there was a man not an ordinary man but his name was clay sandlin i remember i met clay back in the 90s he owned a business called the repo depot Mm -hmm. and what it was was they sold repossessed mobile homes and Boy, it was some awesome stuff. I learned a lot about the difference in mobile home and mobile homes, plural, the different companies that make them and all that. But uh, Clay, it really hit pay dirt in the late 90s with that, made a lot of money. And he was a really good guy. Um, matter of fact, he was the guy who, before we did, started the Mark and Mac show, um, Clay was like, Dave, I had a really good year and I, I really want to give back to the community, but I don't want to give stuff away at Christmas to people who are already on, you know, he, he's, I don't want to be mean. I'm glad we have social services to help people. Right. I want to help people that are in, that are not in the, the system. How do mm-hmm. we do that? How do we find? And I was like, you know what? We'll reach out. That was the whole point was let's, it, you know, because you individually might know somebody who has had a tough time and this Christmas they've got kids and it might not be the best of times and they need help. But you know, anyway, that's where it all came was Clay Sandler. Well, Clay's birthday was in January and he had birthday month. Okay. It was never <laughs> birthday. It was birthday. It's it, like birth a month. Jewish festival month. <laughs> yes, it was. And 
<laughs> anyway, that's that. That's where Hannah. You know, Hannah being born in January, it was you know what Hannah Palooza. I think somebody <laughs> called it one time, and it just you know you have those little fun things during life. But Mark is is almost as bad as I am about. Yeah. I don't really want to do the birthday thing. Right. And you know what? When you try to explain that to folks, it's like. Why do I have to explain? Can't you be respectful that I'm cool with not, you know, doing anything? If you, in passing, if you want to say, hey, happy birthday, mm -hmm. that's fine. But don't say it real loud. Just kind of leave me alone. That That's <laughs> the greatest gift you can give me is just just don't mention it. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. I, we talked about the Mexican restaurant in the sombrero a while ago or pretty much any, <laughs> yeah. any place like that. If you pull that on me, I'm just, I, I'll play along, but on the way home, I'm not going to be happy because <laughs> I just want that. I don't want that kind of attention. You know, I just love happy birthday to me. Yay. Mm -hmm. You know, pay for my meal. That's yes. good. That'll do it. You pay for my meal this there time you instead, they, you know, that's fine by me. Exactly. Yeah. And, and don't get it out of my wallet. Yeah. You know, there we go. And the problem with that is if you're with your wife, it's coming out of the same account anyway. So you're not, yes. you're not really getting ahead, you know? <laughs> no. And I got to double down on hers now because she knows how much this costs. Because instead of going with just two crunchy tacos, I went with the chicken and steak, for, you know. The fajitas, yeah. Fajita. Oh, the Texas yeah. fajitas, the one with all three, chicken, steak, and shrimp. With the, yeah. My favorite lately has been the, the, uh, with the flaming fajitas that has chicken, uh, shrimp, <gasps> and uh, and steak. And it's got cheese on the top. Oh. And when it comes to the table, it's got and it's, it's, it's not only smoking, it's actually burning. It's flaming, which is kind of cool. Yeah. The flaming fajitas. So basically you're starving to death right now and yeah. the longer we take on I'm this means you. the longer you mm -hmm. go away. i'm thinking i thought the flaming fajita lunch was you know the non-binary lunch i don't know if this chicken or steak was male or female i don't care i thought it was I'm a, a non-binary band from seattle actually but i'm pumped all right mark so let's wind things up today on your right. birthday with blackie but true all right a woman in nigeria freaked out when her husband's coffin would not fit into the grave dug by the cemetery. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The woman and her family watched as pallbearers, and I love this part, tried again and again to lower her husband's coffin into the grave. Finally re realizing hmm. it was not going to fit, the burial was interrupted for an hour while the grave was enlarged. <laughs> wow. So you're in the business. So, this is your business. Yeah. And you don't know how big to make the hole in the ground. <laughs> and I can just see these guys trying to make it fit. It's like a game of Tetris. No, it won't go that way. It won't go this way. It won't go. Can you see these guys trying to move a sofa into your house? No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm.